listeners, welcome back to our latest installment of I'm Annie, and my favorite ecosystem present in Nigeria is mountains. I'm Mia, and my favorite ecosystem in Nigeria is steamy jungles. And I'm Natalie, and my favorite ecosystem in Nigeria is deserts. Today, we will be making our final trip across Nigeria and discussing the possible cloning of the Nigerian president, Muhammadu Buhari, and how this affects different aspects of political culture in Nigeria. Our resident expert for this episode will be Natalie, who has come prepared with information about this conspiracy to indulge us with while Mia and I interview her. Now, let's get into it. Hello, and thank you, Annie. So before we get into the possible cloning conspiracy, I'd first like to start by giving just a little bit of background on the executive that is central to this conspiracy, the Nigerian president, Muhammadu Buhari. So President Buhari's history of governing begins in 1983, when he was chosen as the head of state after a military coup. So at this point, Buhari used a more authoritarian approach, and he restricted media, trade unions, and political freedoms. And eventually, citizens and even the militia that had once backed him had some discontent towards his leadership style. And in 1985, Buhari was removed from the leadership position and placed in jail for the next three years. Now, all this is important because once Buhari began running for president, his ideology had changed to um, leading to his win in 2014, where he was elected president as a member of the All Progressives Congress Party. And I think it's important to mention that This was preceded by three unsuccessful presidential campaigns leading to the win. So this takes us to his first term as president and most importantly for this podcast, the conspiracy that it's linked with. In 2017, President Buhari fell ill with some undisclosed illness that he was unwilling to disclose to the media. And Buhari often had to fly to London to receive treatment and was sometimes out of the country for three to five months depending on the source, and given the fact that the illness was unknown and the frequent traveling, it left room for quite a lot of speculation and leading to, in 2017, the belief of some Nigerians that Buhari had actually died and been cloned. So there's no clear point that the conspiracy started, but it spread like wildfire through Twitter and other social media outlets and was even stated by higher-ups in the Nigerian society and government. And this clone is called Jibril from Sudan. And believers in the conspiracy point out Buhari's change in facial features as the evidence. Now that we've gotten the basics, it's time to unpack the conspiracy. Thanks, Natalie. I think that was some really good context and definitely gives us some beginning insight into this issue. So I think my first question is, how does this conspiracy affect political legitimacy in Nigeria? Yes. So during the height of the conspiracy, which was in 2017, I think that there was definitely the potential for it to be kind of catastrophic to Buhari's presidency, the rest of the term, his first term, that is. Um, It would definitely be hard to govern if people believe that you're not the real president, as this conspiracy states. But I think given Buhari addressing the claims, as I'll talk about later, he was able to avoid anything too problematic happening. Uh, The only action that was really taken was that some people 
contacted the vice president to see if he would be taking over what this would look like, things like that. But once again, the vice president was able to handle this by explaining that the rumors were false. And then 20, in 2020, after the re-election um, of Buhari, and this is the beginning of his new term, um, complaints about Buhari losing legitimacy are not actually tied to the cloning, but rather actions he took in the second term, which I think shows that it doesn't really have too much of an impact on his legitimacy. Um, have these claims affected the political stability of Nigeria at all? Uh, the political stability of Nigeria hasn't really been affected. In the 2015 election, um, for his first win, Buhari won a little over 15 million votes. And then in the 2019 re-election, after the cloning conspiracy had come out, Buhari still won about the same number of votes with the 15 million. Um, so the political stability... Um, was also helped given the fact that a recession had started in Nigeria and Buhari was able to take credit for the economy improving and really like lifting the country up. So it helped keep the stability by him doing other actions that people liked. And this really helped Buhari avoid any sort of political instability. Yeah, I think that was a really good thing for him to do. And I think that, as you kind of mentioned before, his um, the government's acknowledgement of it certainly helped that not like disrupt the entire government. So as you talked about before, this claim kind of sped, spread like wildfire. So have any of these claims been propelled by notable figures in Nigeria or was it simply just among um, the citizens and on social media and whatnot? Yeah, so... You know, as I said, how Buhari's addressing it helped the campaign or like helped not like him campaigning that like this was fake. Um, It was also detrimental for other people to be spreading this, obviously, especially when they were notable figures. So um, his opponents spread these claims as a way to undermine the legitimacy of Buhari leading up to the 2019 election. Uh, In addition, several high-profile officials in Nigeria went along with the conspiracy, including, like, a former minister of the government, a popular preacher, and a state governor that all supported it uh, in the public. So these really make the conspiracy more concerning because someone like a popular preacher can influence the views of their followers to also believe these allegations. And so really what we see here is the capability of their charismatic legitimacy kind of impacting the president's position um i think that's really interesting and people can be really susceptible to what their um leaders believe and and at this point the the minister preacher and governor that that you specified um their followers make up the population and they make up the public so what do you think that these claims say about the nigerian public right now um well I don't think it says too much about the citizens individually because it's kind of hard to determine who's supporting it and whether they actually believe it or just find it comical. Um, So one of the largest issues that I came across while researching this is how much African countries are exposed to fake news. And according to the Wall Street Journal, African nations are exposed far more to fake news than European countries and the United States. 
So I think that this issue doesn't say too much about the public, but points to this issue and how detrimental it can be. Because you can see here that these claims of the clone got to a really like blown out of proportion way, um, just given people supporting this. And um, specifically in regards to this conspiracy, um, 25% of the Nigerians surveyed admitted to spreading information they knew was false. So this overall just shows how a sliver of doubt in an executive can spiral with this sort of false information aiding it. Yeah, I think that's another really good point. And I never knew that um, African nations were exposed to so much fake news. That's really interesting. Um, On another subject, other than the facial feature aspect that you mentioned before, is there any other physical evidence to support this conspiracy? Or is it all just based on the fact that he was leaving the country all the time? Yeah, so I think that the proof is really where this conspiracy gets interesting. You know, they always say, like, the proof is in the pudding. But, like, in this case, it was, like, 70 different versions of proof. So supporters of the conspiracy actually used the movie from 1997, um, Face Slash Off, as proof that the face of the president could have been placed onto the clone. Um, this movie kind of wasn't scientific, so that was definitely an interesting use of it as proof. And this even contradicts other supporters of the claim, saying that they could tell that Buhari was a clone based on changes in his face. So, you know, not really creating a coherent story. And then self-proclaimed genetic experts in Nigeria confirmed the conspiracy for the believers but I want to stress that they identified as self-proclaimed and didn't really have any backing or grounding for confirmation. I like that. Self-proclaimed genetic experts. Of <laughs> an expert. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so obviously, as you mentioned earlier, this conspiracy has revealed a lot of um, issues within um, Nigeria pertaining to the government and to like the how their news outlets function um so in your opinion are there ways that the government could put these claims to rest and sort of control the public um well i think the government has issued like statements and stuff which we'll talk about later but they haven't really truly put the claims to rest so i don't really think that the government could stop this conspiracy just from being out there and people like seeing it and possibly agreeing with it um since it was largely spread on social media and this can really just reach everyone in nigeria like with ease and speed so it's just everyone's able to access it pretty much all the time and i think the only way the government could put something in action that could put this to rest forever would be to censor social media and the internet, like, almost creating kind of, like, a firewall, like we talked about with China. Interesting. So, on that note with, like, the government and what they could do, I know we discussed it a little bit before. You talked about the vice president and President Buhari, but just so we have a definite answer, has the government fully acknowledged these claims? Yeah, so... 
you know, to get in depth about how President Buhari has addressed these claims, um, he's actually done it in a very personal way, which I think has been beneficial to disproving the claims, even though, you know, I'm sure people are like, well, that's exactly what a clone would say. I feel like him saying it is actually helpful, (laughs) you know. But so basically, President Buhari has called them, quote, ignorant rumors and has actually had to field questions about it at a conference, um, specifically in Poland, where people asked him whether or not he was a clone. Um, Other members of the government, specifically those close to Buhari, um, like cabinet members and things like that, have been seen laughing at questions about the cloning um, possibility even while President Buhari is, like, addressing them. Um, And President Buhari also posted a video from the conference in Poland on Twitter to help explain the situation and prove the allegations are false. And he has, like, over a million followers, so that was definitely a good way for him to help himself. That is interesting. Um, Based on what you said, that actually, in my opinion, I think is what a clone would say. Um, yeah exactly so I I'm sort of I don't know I'm you're swaying me a little bit Natalie but um (laughs) other who has played roles in the spread of this conspiracy and has anybody made an effort to stop it other than Buhari um there hasn't really been anything like put in place to stop the spread of the conspiracy and there wasn't really a specific starting point, as I mentioned earlier. So there's, it's hard to like point the finger at one specific person for the conspiracy. I think it's just a really good example of how when like social media is used and people are seeing this and spreading it, things can kind of snowball. So it was pretty much just like anyone in Nigeria could have been someone spreading this conspiracy. Yeah, I think that's really valid, and especially given um, the initial information with, like, not being able to pinpoint a starting, like, a start, it's kind of hard to um, dampen the fire when you don't know where it started. Yeah, exactly. Um, So my next question is, do you think that these claims of a clone say anything about political corruption in Nigeria? Um, I don't think that this actually says too much about corruption. Uh, And I only say this because President Buhari had an approval rating of 55% in 2017 when the allegations were spread. So there wasn't a large issue with him, per se. Like, there wasn't anything that they, like, pinpointed as, like, he's doing this corrupt action, which is why people believe this. And I think that this shows that the rumor was not based on disliking President Buhari or due to the issues in the country. Um, But going off of this, this actually hasn't been the first sort of allegation that the continent of Africa has seen. Um, African presidents constantly face questions about their heritage, nationality, uh, things like that. And numerous African nations have dealt with, not exactly cloning, that's definitely a new one, but similar allegations towards their leaders, like not being like real in a way, um, including President Awutara of Cote d'Ivoire and President Kabila of the Democratic Republic of Congo. And 
the allegations faced by African presidents um, have also been equated to something that we saw here in the United States with the birthing movement, as they call it, that was associated with President Barack Obama, where people believe that he was actually born in Kenya. And this was also something similar to the cloning where um, even like higher ups um, in American society had spread this, including Donald Trump, actually, at the time, which I think is interesting. Um, so does this conspiracy make Nigeria any more susceptible to emerging um, separatist movements? Uh, in regards to separatist movements, President Buhari took a really strong stance against Boko Haram. So the only way that I could see this affecting separatist movements is if um, Boko Haram said like something along the lines of like using this as a reason that Buhari shouldn't be in place or as a way of kind of saying that President Buhari's stance against them was unnecessary and like he is not a trustable leader. Um, But I think this says more about cleavages in Nigeria um, because President Buhari is Muslim and from northern Nigeria. So I could see this being potentially used by those in southern Nigeria as well as um, Christians because those are two of the large cleavages that are present. And I could see them saying that um, President Buhari is illegitimate or things like that based off of this. Yeah, I think I think you make a good point about cleavages and I guess well, not I guess. It is good that <laughs> President Buhari has um separated himself like completely from Boko Haram and other separatist movements because that would encourage other things like, you know, corruption um and people might not see him as legitimate. So I think that the differentiation there is fabulous. And as we're coming to the end, I know that even after all this research, you don't know everything about Nigeria, so it's not like you're going to predict the future. But in terms of the fate of the country, what do you think is next for Nigeria? All right. So in regard to this conspiracy, I think that in the federal presidential regime, as Nigeria is classified, um, I think that they'll be able to, like, move past this without too many issues um the conspiracy never really while it spiraled out of proportion it wasn't um destructive to the country as a whole in any way but i do think similar to what i um, said previously that these allegations against buhari can be brought up again as he faces pushback on other aspects of this current term which he is already kind of currently doing as i talked about how his 2020, um, st- like 2020 review is that he's not a good legitimate leader. But overall, I don't think the cloning will impact the all progressives Congress party that Buhari is associated with or Nigeria as a whole. So I think that once his term ends, then they'll be able to get past this completely. Um. So as we approach the end yet again, um. We talked about the conspiracy. You know it best, Natalie. So on the scale from 100% fact to 100% fiction, how true do you think these claims are? 
Oh, yes. Okay, well, first, I'd like to say that while I was researching this, a lot of websites actually said that this kind of cloning um, isn't really possible during this day and age. Um, So despite them having numerous ways that the cloning could have possibly been done, it's just the fact that they couldn't replicate someone so identically as Buhari has kept pretty much the same sort of ideology during his two terms. So basically, there's pretty much no chance. But what I found interesting is that the Harvard Law Bill of Health actually wrote an article about this, um, talking about the legitimacy of a Buhari clone um, in the presidency. And they actually said that a clone of President Buhari would have the same legitimate claim to the presidency if the clone was the exact same person. So theoretically, in the future, if someone made a clone of the president, it could still potentially be a legal leader. That is beyond fascinating. I wonder (laughs) if that law applies to the U.S. Yeah. But um, other than that, I think that's it for this episode. We're unfortunately gonna have to say that this is our final body episode of the CompGov Cancel Club. We hope that you enjoyed. Sorry. I tears crying. You're you're crushed. I know. (laughs) As am I. We hope that you've enjoyed our coverage of major conspiracies in the UK, Russia, and Nigeria, and its connection to our most favorite class, AP Comparative Government. Um, Shout out Mr. Waxler. And with our upcoming AP test, we must retire from our podcast careers to grind for a five. Um, But no worries. We'll be back for a final mini episode to reflect upon our experiences and hopefully give you all some more laughs. So that's all for now. I'm Mia. We're comparative government students, and this is the Cancel Club signing off.